Welcome back to the Locked on Dimebacks podcast. I'm your host, Miller Thomas. And on today's pod, we got Paul Holden of Locked on Rockies on the pod to discuss his team. Who is their core? Is Trevor Story leaving, revisiting the Nolan Arenado deal, and even talking a little bit about the MLB lockout because we've got a couple of updates from our good friend Rob Manfred. So we got a whole bunch we're going to discuss on today's pod. So let's jump right into it. Locked on Diamondbacks, your daily Arizona Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Thomas of Locked On Diamondbacks still here. I'm a multimedia journalist and I'm a graphic designer. So please go check out my website, MillerThomas24.myportfolio.com. On there, you can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos, my graphic design. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at CreatorThomas24 for my personal account or just look up Locked On Diamondbacks on both Twitter and Instagram for the podcast handle. And of course, thank you for making Locked On Diamondbacks because without you, the listeners, I would not be doing this podcast. It's free and available on all platforms. So please continue to tell your friends. But now, without further ado, let's bring on the man of the hour. He's already beating his chest. We got Paul Holden in the building. Super excited to be here. I got a big thing. I got to live up to that big intro, too. You know, Mr. Famous Graphic Designer out here working with the pro teams. You know, I got these are uh, this is a big podcast to be on. Yeah, I wouldn't say I'm famous because I work for the Coyotes at all. I, yeah. I if we're famous, it's because of these podcasts right here getting us verified. <laughs> so shout out Lockdown Network, we love you, baby. But Paul, how you doing today, sir? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, you know, just got a ton of faith in the commissioner of baseball. Yeah. Super confident in the direction and everything uh, in terms of my team and baseball in general. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, with with how crazy baseball is, I I am still, however, uh, doing quite fine. That's why you're a superstar host, Paul, because that was a beautiful segue, because we're going to start right off with the MLB lockout, because we did see our good friend Rob Manfred. He poked his head out of the hole, kind of like the Groundhog on Groundhog's Day, and he was like, hey, uh, you know, little update. Uh, It looks like the Universal DH, the owners are on board, so that's most likely coming. I don't see why the players wouldn't be on board. And also, I think we're going to stop giving away draft picks for teams not re-signing their players. I think we're going to implement the universal dh and get rid of draft pick conversation so paul let's first start with the universal universal dh i'm a guy who's like hey you know i watch national league team just like you but i don't want to see pitchers up there at the plate like we have madison bumgarner he's one of the best at it he's still not good at it compared to most people so how do you feel about the universal dh potentially coming to the national league you know it's a big uh, it's a it's a big win for one big win for the Rockies and one big loss for the Rockies in terms of how they do things. Uh, the DH coming to the Rockies is a godsend and Rockies fans honestly should be ecstatic. Uh this is something that I I've been in favor of too. It, similar not maybe the level well actually maybe in in in, in a different way. The Rockies had Armand Marquez who mm-hmm. is a pitcher that can swing it. He should have won the Silver Slugger last year but lost out to the Braves guy just because the Braves guy I think hit a home no, Herman had a home run. He, it was just because the Braves guy was in the World Series. That's the only reason, because Herman statistically was the better hitter as a pitcher. I will not miss watching pitchers go up and swing. It's just because, listen, I know it's not easy to do what Shohei does, but it's like, if you're going to go up and take an at-bat, I hate non-competitive at-bats, and there are far too many pitchers that take non-competitive at-bats, and it's, re- and it's a wa- wasting an out 
is is so frustrating. And I know Sully is over, uh, you know, from Locked On MLB. He's he will defend pitchers batting till they die. And, and and I would appreciate pitchers batting if the craft and the skill was taken seriously. It, it, it's just I and I'm not trying to shame pitchers for focusing on pitching and not being a batter. It's just if you're going to hit, I want a, a cohesive approach. I mean, there's sometimes that pitchers go up and you're like, that's not even, is that even safe? Like, honestly, sometimes when I look at the swings and th- that some of these pitchers have, and let alone the fact that they could injure themselves doing something wacky on a swing. So I- I'm not going to miss watching pitchers bat. And, and for Rockies fans, it's huge because now that means Charlie Blackman doesn't have to play right field. So now the Rockies <laughs> have to do something in the off season with the outfield, or they'll, figure out with all the outfielders they have and still go with that. But, but for Rockies fans to focus on, that means Charlie Blackman's days in right field are probably over, which is great. Yeah. And I don't really understand why so many people really love, I get the novelty of seeing pitchers hit. That's a good time, but the actual watching a pitcher hit throughout the course of 162 game season, like it's really not that much fun. It's a lot of swings and misses. It's a lot of games where, wow, we really need a run here and our pitcher's coming up to the plate and, you know, we basically have no chance. Like, that would be like in football, every 10 pass attempts, you're like, hey, let's get the kicker in. Let's let him just throw, you know, throw this ball just for no reason. Like, you're just putting putting non-competitive guys who barely even practice hitting at the plate. Like, I would love it in America if our system was more toward, you know, we, we tried to build a system where we, let the players do multiple skills. Like it's become so much into specialization. If you're a pitcher, you're only going to pitch. If you're a hitter, we don't even want you, you know, being a switch hitter. We want you just focusing on one side. And I wish we could grow more Shohei Otanis, you know, homegrown Shohei Otanis, because it doesn't seem like they really try to promote that here in the States, at least. So I would love to see what the developmental system in the United States seems to I would like to see how it grows over the next few years with the emergence of a Shohei Otani. But the universal DH, I think we need it back in baseball. Like, I think the 2020 season was a great sample for us. And I think it just showed, like, I think it just made a better product. Like, I know there's a lot of people pre-2020 that was like, oh, man, like a Sully. Like, they were like, oh, man, I really don't want a universal DH. But after 2020, I feel like there's a large population of pro or, I guess, anti-universal DH people that became pro universal DH because of the 2020 season. So I, yeah. I'm glad that's coming back to the sport. Yeah, I am too. I mean, the only thing I will say, I do like the fact that in the National League without the DH, the manager was more involved in the strategy of your when you're subbing, when you're pinch hitting, when you're using your bench made for more interesting. And, and I think, I don't know if necessarily this is the most fair thing to say, but better managers, I, I think the role of the manager in baseball is a whole different discussion for, for a different time. But like, it does seem like the national league managers were more involved in the game, at least inning by inning versus the American league, where it's, if our starters giving us a good enough game, we're going in cruise control basically until, you know, calling your shifts and whatnot, all that stuff in your pitches. But when it comes to lineup construction and how you're going to handle the middle to end of the game and who you're bringing in and when that's going to be a major impact, but it's going to be for, for the better. I I think just because yeah, it's if, if the idea was more, you know, trying to grow more pitchers that can hit and more show that's awesome, but that's going to take years. Show impact on the game. There is going to be more people that, that will do that, but 
we'll we'll see. It's so hard to get to the majors, and I, you know, and to do that. So I really, it's it's. I'm not going to just sit here and expect. It's like, oh, if you're going to pitch in the big leagues, I expect you to hit too. I mean, that's kind of just crazy, especially with where the level the elite hitters are and where the elite pitchers are. It's to be Shohei Shohei Otani is is an is an anomaly. Like 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 I think we just really have to emphasize that. Yeah, that's true. He is an anomaly, and we're probably not going to see, you know, if ever, another Shohei Otani. But I always kind of push back against the strategy argument. I definitely think there is a strategy, no doubt about it, when you don't have the DH in there. But I also think there's strategy to trying to figure out how to pitch around, like, a big poppy or if you had Charlie Blackman in your yeah. prime and he's coming up to the plate. Like, that's tough, too. Now you got an extra bat in the lineup that you have to try to figure out, you know, pitch around, especially if they're a quality bat, like a David Ortiz or J.D. Martinez. So I just think it's a different kind of strategy and i think once you get into the groove because it's a, is it really a strategy that we want to see promoted like we saw in the playoffs last year where you know a team like the brewers had to decide oh do we want to keep freddie peralta in or do we want to take him out because we got the bases loaded we haven't scored you know a run in two games and now we need a run here to potentially move on in the playoffs like i don't yeah. even want that to be a part of the game if that if that's you know a strategy like i want to get that strategy out where it's right do i want to keep my best pitcher in or do i put it in some crappy guy so i could go to my bullpen right away in the fourth inning so i think the universal dh is the right decision but how do you feel about the draft pick compensation because i know the mlb kind of said like this will incentivize teams to actually re-sign their players and not just let them walk in for agency but maybe now you just see more nolan arenado type deals where they trade them you know at the deadline instead of just letting them walk in free agency have you ever heard of Bill Bars, uh, Paul? Have you ever had I, one? I am I am quite familiar with the with the Bill Bars. I oh. my favorite things. I I can't speak, you know, if Brendan Rogers is slamming Bill Bars, but I can say Bill Bars are great for me because I'm a big candy bar guy. Oh. And so with the fact that the Bill Bars are with the low sugar, they're helping me kind of kick the candy bar habit a little bit. Oh, yeah. I mean, candy bars, they're deadly. But the thing with the Bill Bars, they're not deadly because even though they're still covered in 100% chocolate, even though they're soft, uh, even though they're both soft and easy to chew, they're also low calorie. They're also low sugar. They're high protein. They're high fiber. They're great for that keto diet. But if you want to get your own Built Bar, you know where you got to go, Paul? Got to go to Built.com. I'm sorry. I knew you were going to say it. I saw it on the tip of your That's tongue. That's all right. That's all right. Do it. <laughs> Just use that promo code LOCK15. You'll get 15% off your first order. Promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, Nolan wasn't even traded on the deadline. He was traded in the offseason. Yeah. Um, but it's, it, the Rockies certainly are not, did not vote for this. There's no possible way because this is what the Rockies, this is exactly what the Rockies did this year. This was the plan with Trevor Story apparently all along. Now, if Trevor Story, you know, so if Trevor Story signs elsewhere, which it's all anticipated, there's, no, you know, it's kind of crazy. I think that the, it's been so the the rumors around him have been so cold. Like there hasn't been a lot of I know the lockout's been for a while, but even pre-lockout, I kind of figured there'd be a little more smoke to where Trevor Story was going to end up. But um, you know, if uh, with 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 the Rockies, that's that's what they I mean, that's just that was their whole it seems like that was their whole plan was they were going to why they didn't let John Gray or offer John Gray the qualifying offer as well. I, I don't know. But I'm fine with it. I mean, I, I think, yeah, it, this the Rockies were incentivized and thought that the right move was to 
draft instead of re-sign Trevor Story. And and me, that is a mistake completely. I mean, that is uh, not, not, and, and just why? Like, I mean, so you're just going to, like, to me, that's the Rockies saying, hey, let's roll the dice to try to find another Trevor Story instead of embracing Trevor Story. Yeah, I'm definitely not team getting rid of your best player, like Trevor Story, Arenado. Uh, I mean, as a D-backs fan, I'm not trying to get rid of Ketel Marte. Like, if the formula is trading away your best player to hopefully get back a, a package of prospects or get back a pick, like, you're going to be waiting five years to hopefully get one player that lives up to the guy you just got rid of. Like, it doesn't yeah. make a lot of sense most of the time. Miller, I got to tell you, man, I I I am exhausted across sports about the draft. I, I really am. And, and baseball, especially like the Rockies say they're a draft and developed team, but yet their farm system is in the bottom of baseball. Uh, they're, and they think that the, why wait for the next Trevor story when you have Trevor story, there's like, cause I know like here's the deal. You're everyone's probably sitting here thinking it's as simple as, Oh, there's no way Trevor story would go to the Rockies. Trevor story, go back to the Rockies. If you, if you back a dump truck of money up to him, which you can, because the Rockies, again, can't hide. This is another way. The Rockies have one less thing to hide behind now, which which is good for me because this is this is lazy. It, it, to me, it's it's just a I don't know if lazy is the right word, but it's it's it seems disrespectful. Like if I'm I, I, it's just another thing for Trevor Story to be sitting there thinking at the trade deadline when it really processes. They're like, huh? So we the Rockies either really think that they're going to make me an offer that I can't refuse or at the end of the day, I'm worth one draft pick. Because yeah. I, 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 there is no way that teams were not offering a great deal for the package of Trevor Story and John Gray at the deadline. I don't buy that because now what what the what the Rockies are getting back for those two players, one draft pick. And if baseball is more of a sport like basketball or football, where if you got that NBA superstar could change your franchise, or football you landed that quarterback could change your franchise, you can draft Mike Trout. And guess what? You can still be with the worst team in baseball for over a decade. So it's not like that one draft pick is even going to change your life that much. Yeah. And it's and it's and across all sports, the draft is so risky. The Rockies approach to right now should not have been trade away their best players. It should have been and it should have been buying in, trading your draft picks to get the big names instead of the Daniel Murphys and the Ian Desmond. Without this maybe without this draft pick incentive, the Rockies would actually be more incentivized to go out and sign free agents, spend money in the off season. And, you know, it's, it's, it's not all back to that, but again, this is a, a prime example of why, like, honestly, like why, like, why, why do we reward teams with a draft pick? Because they're not willing to spend the <laughs> yeah. money to, to, to pay for these elite players. Like I don't blame Trevor story for wanting to walk if, you know, but you're also not going to blame Trevor story. If at the end of the day, the Rockies offered him the best deal because he'll go where the money is. And yeah, getting Trevor story back is so much better than this one draft pick. Like I, I, I just, and it's going to be plague me as a Rockies fan and podcast host forever. I am so tired of the draft, especially when the Rockies drafted and built a team and then decided to slam the window shut on themselves instead of doing, you know, it, it's not the same sport, but you can't look at what the, the Los Angeles Rams did. They have taken an approach that is different in all sports. And they said, mm-hmm. we know we have a shot. And, and this is the window who knows about the draft. Let's go for it. And 
they're playing in the big one on 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 Sunday. I mean, there that mindset needs to be a bigger one in sports. I, I I firmly believe that. So yeah, I think I don't think the Rockies are happy, but I think this is good because I think this is a pro player move, and and especially as I've learned from this lockout, I'm very much pro player. I my my sympathies for yeah. owners and the rich person problems of of baseball team ownership are are it, patience runs very thin. But I like to at least be open minded and understand big business type stuff. But like at the end of the day, this is a scapegoat for, for teams to say, Oh, we, we tried, we gave them the qualifying offer. Thanks for the draft pick. But instead, no, you should be paying your players and pay and players should be getting the offers. What they, what they should like, they should be because they are the best of the best. And I think the MLB equivalent to what the Rams are doing would probably be like a Dave Dombrowski who has gone to multiple World Series and multiple franchises. But every time he gets hired to be the president of GM, he the first thing he does is completely blow up their farm system. He trades away his guys. This is what he did with the Red Sox. He traded Moncada, Kopech, and got back Chris Sale. He's done it. He's done it with other franchises as well. He's like, if I can go out there and get me an all-star superstar level player just for some maybe good prospects five years down the line. Like, why would I not do that? If I already have a good team on paper and I just need a superstar two to fit around the edges to bring my championship core together, like you should go in and go after those kind of players and use your prospects as bargaining chips and not just put all your faith in the hope in the future because a lot of times these teams that do it, it doesn't work out. And in baseball, it's like, it's so, such a shot in the dark. I mean, it's, and it's, it's a, it's a what if, and it's a what if that takes five years to figure out. I mean, the top one, the Rockies top, and, and this will probably lead into something. Maybe this mm. will help you transition, but the yeah. Rockies top draft pick from, I can't remember when I just talked about him, but Brendan Rogers just yeah. now got consistent starting time last year, even though he's been on the Rockies for two seasons, he, he was drafted uh, in the first round, or yeah, he was drafted in the first round of the 2015 draft, and he was just getting to be. And this is the Rockies' fault too, but he was just now the everyday starter at second base for the Rockies last season. I mean, that's 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 a ton of time, and he's had injuries along the way, gone up and down. Uh, it's maddening. It really is. No, we're going to talk about Brandon Rogers because I was looking at his minor league career and he was like a top 100 guy for like five seasons or something like he spent a long time in the minors as a top prospect. So I was kind of surprised to see that. But that online as you covered this season, like you said, with more props, odds and lines than ever before, because football continues its march to the playoffs right to the big game, which is going to be this Sunday. BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts and news this season. And it's not just football. BetOnline has up-to-the-minute info on pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, along with live real-time updates of current games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available for the 2022 season. BetOnline, where the game starts. And also, it's Super Week brought to you by GetUpside. There's no better place to get coverage of the big game than the Locked On NFL podcast. Locked On Bengals and Locked On Rams are in L.A. all week covering the big game. So go check out those respective podcasts because they are doing the Lord's work during Super Bowl week. All right, Paul. Oh, I got signed out of my notes. I don't know why that happened. But I wanted to ask you about your corn a little bit. But I think I want to stay on the Trevor topic 
uh, I want to topic. <laughs> yeah, the Trevor story topic first. I just said like one big word there. Uh, you said, you know, there hasn't been too many rumors or whispers about where he's going, but do you have a number one team that you think Trevor Story is going to be linked to or that you think in your gut he wants to go to? Or can you see him coming back home to Colorado? You know, I, 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 since he didn't sign anywhere, the possibility of Trevor Story returning to the Colorado Rockies is still there because the Rockies have said themselves that they think they, they think that they can and back. Obviously, that's very much the classic just owner talk. Um, I would love for him to come back. If Trevor Story comes back, that's a huge deal for the Rockies. And the Rockies are continue to be not, again, not the best, but in a closer position to the wild card than people might think if they go and continue to add pieces. Like I mentioned uh, in the when we were talking earlier, Charlie Blackman being the DH is a big deal. If if the Rockies are able to improve the offense by adding a power bat and 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 it's there's a, still plenty of great options for outfield and get more from one of their outfielders out there, maybe even do something to trade with Rymel Tapia. There can be something there. Um, so I I, I will I, let me let me let me put all that maybe hope for Rockies fans or or Diamondbacks fans. Well, I guess the, the Diamondbacks fans certainly would not be looking forward to Trevor Story returning. I know that, uh, but. Uh, it, that's like a I'm gonna five percent return at the most, and that's just because the Rockies could offer him a lot of money, and no one else has, and there hasn't been a lot of talks of to the Yankees, to this, to that. I, however, think the Yankees will still be a factor. They always will be, just because oh, yeah. they are the Yankees uh, and the Rockies. There is a history there of Rockies ending up ending up on the Yankees, especially in free agency. And I, there's a certain second baseman there that I'm sure, or I guess he's a first baseman now, uh, that would love to share the infield with Trevor Story again and DJ LeMayhew. Uh, my personal pick, if I if if, they, if he was to not go to Colorado. I don't like the idea of him changing positions, but I love the idea of Trevor Story in Seattle. I mm. think Trevor Story it would is the type of player that I, I, I'm I'm located in Seattle. I cover the Rockies. I'm born and raised in Denver, but I'm I'm here and I I'm, I work with the flagship of uh, of the Mariners, so I'm kind of around. You know, I'm I'm more familiar with the Mariners than than just the average person and. They are a team that I think would would love a player of not only Trevor Story's caliber, but I think he fits with the identity of the team. La, you know, big bat flipping home runs kind of can fit with this infield of of high energy. He he is high energy, but he's got that cool level head about him where he's kind of uh, he's not always going to be like too flashy. But he, as you know, if he connects with one, that bat is getting flipped. Oh yeah, better better than I would. Say. I'm gonna. I, I I will say this, and I put his. I think Trevor Story is the best bat flipper in the league. I will put. I I think he goes up against anybody, and that's where he carries himself. And I think him with a JP Crawford, uh, with a uh, you know, with a the young guy out there. What's Kalenic? Yes. Yes. With him, mm. uh, you know, and with the fact that this Mariners team has a lot of young, exciting people that I think could really benefit from Trevor's. Um, just kind of story in terms of being a, Hey, I struck out a lot. I I'm at it. I'm, I was on a team that was there close. Now I'm back on it. You know, he was there with the Rockies when they got in that competitive, he can go back and kind of, Hey, when we were playing Arizona in the wild card game, when we were playing Milwaukee, this is what got in our way. They can kind of uh, 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 readjust to that, but you know, deep down inside, man, I, I got to tell you, I, I think if the, if the Yankees don't get Correa, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Trevor Story is 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 at least offered a lot of money, but um, 
Yeah. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. Like I said, um, hoping, hoping that, uh, hoping he comes back to, to Colorado, but I wouldn't hold your breath. Yeah. I'm expecting the Yankees to just be throwing money left and right after this, uh, MLB lockout. But, uh, for Trevor's story, I mean, are you at all worried about like maybe his home road splits? DJ LeMayu, he has looked phenomenal for the Yankees. He's been one of the best hitters in baseball since going over to the Yankees. But I know for some other people, they're just a little hesitation after playing in cores. Maybe if he leaves, the numbers go down. I think overall, if you look at his splits, they're still pretty good both ways. So how do you feel about Trevor's story home in a way? I mean, listen, there there are there are people that you can look at uh, and they're and you're worried about the splits. But I would just like to point out uh, Nolan Arenado had a down year in 2020, and um, I think he did just fine batting in St. Louis uh, being uh, I think he hit 300 with uh, I'm pretty sure he was 300 with like 30 home runs or something like that. Uh, I Trevor story will be fine. Trevor story is, I, I think Trevor story is an underappreciated player in baseball. He was overshadowed it, it, when the him not being talked about enough with Nolan Arenado in the success of the Rockies, because um, if his elbow is healthy, he is a gold glove caliber shortstop. So every time that maybe he has a, a dip in your, in your, uh, in the offense on the road, he's going to back it up with defense and, and save you runs in there. And, and yeah, I'm. I, I don't worry too much about it. I think Trevor Story is an elite baseball player, and I think he is going to be someone that will be successful uh, wherever he goes. Uh, no, no matter what. I, I, I really, truly think he's elite. And and maybe, yeah, uh, maybe he hit the peak, but I, I certainly don't think so. I, I still think he is is in a position to be a, a very good hitter, whether he's. Uh, uh, no matter where he hits, I, I think he's, but, you know, again, it's factor in if he goes to New York and he has, he has the short porch. I mean, there's, there's plenty of hitter friendly ballparks out there that, that will work just fine. I, and I, I think he is good enough and has gone through, I think a giant development of, of hitting where it is. I struck out a ton, a lot and struck out a lot this past year. How do I, I think when you can make that adjustment, that that'll do wonders for you. So if Trevor story isn't striking out a lot, I don't think you'll see a ton of, of, of uh, changes in the splits, but you, you do have to worry a little bit about Trevor story coming off the, the down year last year and the injury. I will say that, that that is something you do have to keep in mind, but I believe that he is the type of, of the caliber of player that should still be in anyone's three through five spot. And I'll just throw this out there. Arenado this year, 255 average, the worst of his career, if you don't count the 2020 season. 807 OPS, the lowest since his rookie year. Just throwing it out there. He had Good. I, okay. I'm this, I'm, so clearly, I was just exposed right there, which is, <laughs> no, totally, yeah. which is totally fine. I thought he batted something like 300 or something, but I, I was. it was definitely very much uh, angry X. Uh, <laughs> I would only see the highlights, and I didn't need to look too much into... Uh, Still an all-star. Uh, how's... Yeah, of course. And he also won yeah. the gold glove when he wasn't supposed to. Yeah. I, I get to now I get to be salty about Arenado winning gold gloves. But you know, I I think the things I, I think a factor with the Nolan thing, I mean, their defense adds to that. Like I I, mm. I think I know we're talking offense here, but we you have to people need to look at Rocky's players as the full package. There's it's just this the, I know the core stigma, but all of the players that maybe have, have struggled a little bit are usually elite defenders. DJ LeMay, who is incredible, is incredible in the field, at least used to. I don't follow the Yankees as much. So, again, <laughs> I, I could be completely wrong with the stats and stuff. But, again, there's so much more to Rockies players than just the fact that they hit at Coors Field in 82 games. And 
Um, Trevor Story was really good at the end of the year. Uh, he uh, both on the road and at home. So that's I would say that is where you're really encouraged by. Uh, you're not as worried about Trevor Story doing that, but yeah, you know, I, I think anyone that's anybody can anticipate a little bit of a dip uh, in some production from from offense from from cores and. That's not their fault. I mean, it's it's a very hitter friendly place, and 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 what can you do? But I don't worry too much when it comes to players of of the the, the caliber of Trevor Story and 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 Nolan Arenado. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm sure he'll I'm sure he will bounce back and be fine. And maybe it was a caution, cautionary tale for Nolan Arenado with looking at his dip. But no, on the positive side, if you look at DJ LeMay, what he's been able to do in New York, like he's been one of the best hitters in baseball since going to New York. So the, yeah. those are just kind of like two levels of the Yeah, and, and DJ, it, it proves. It's it's just, it's, it's, it's an approach to hitting too. And I think maybe with one thing with Nolan is, I think Nolan was trying, is maybe trying to go for the home runs more. I had a good mm-hmm. conversation. One of my, like Rocky super fan loves to dive into data. Uh, I, if 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 someone can adapt it, maybe even if, you know if, if Trevor Story the the mindset of doubles over home runs, especially in Coors Field, and going for the contact, going for scoring that way, I think that's going to be the secret to defeating this this mindset of home runs are just as good as strikeouts. So it's kind of, you know it, in the grand scheme of things, I know it's not obviously one for one, but but how the approach to hitting was last year. Yeah, maybe Arnado just needs time to uh, adjust to his new team because Paul Goldschmidt's numbers in the first year in St. Louis as well, they kind of look like Norlin Arenado's this season. But if you looked at our, uh if you looked at Goldschmidt numbers this past season, they were way up back to his basically yeah, he was average. So. Was he an MVP candidate this year? Yeah, somehow he didn't make the all-star team, but he finished sixth in MVP voting. So he, I remember had, yeah. I remember he had a really good end of the campaign i think that was was what i remember but that's kind of his deal it's kind of like a second half player throughout his career that's it for this edition of the locked on dimebacks podcast shout out to everyone who tuned in shout out to paul holden of locked on rockies for making some time and hopping on today's pod of course i don't even know what day you're listening to this so please go check out other locked on dimebacks podcasts and you that you might have missed thank you for making lockdown dimebacks your first listen every day because i would not be doing this podcast without you guys it's free and available on all platforms so please continue to tell your friends and as always please stay safe and stay healthy deuces